Hi all. So a while ago on YouTube, I stumbled down a wormhole of small kitchen appliance reviews. As I was looking to buy an air fryer and perhaps maybe a pressure cooker, that's when I stumbled across one of the worst YouTube chefs of all time. His name is Jack Scalfani, as I like to call him. Jack Salmonella Scalfani. I watch video after video of him butcher, sometimes quite literally, recipes. Imagine driving slowly past a multi-car pileup on the interstate. That's my face as I watched him teach the internet how to make partially cooked meals of varying types and taking awful and unneeded shortcuts to recipes that are already quick to prepare. The absolute horror of Jack's lazy man chefing air quote techniques to my boyfriend Tom and now since we can't unsee it we are opening your eyes to it as well I'm Michelle and I welcome you to join us for this horrific journey better known as pink chicken and the lazy man welcome back to pink chicken and the lazy man pink chicken and the lazy man that's right folks welcome back to season five of pink chicken and the lazy man podcast series we're dropping out of order we have things to cover here yeah we, we're, we're dropping important out of stuff yes. has happened in the jack scalfani verse there has been a great disturbance in the disgusting food force jack has released the most disgusting thing i think we've seen since the cronenberg and that's saying a lot it's obviously it's another poultry item every time he cooks something poultry related it comes out a shit show every time jack gets near a bird it's a fuck show this time it's not because it's undercooked or anything like that it comes out looking like literal throw up and i want to throw up looking at it. I can't express enough how much this looks like literal like like puke slop slop that you would <laughs> like something you'd clean out of a grease trap. Also remember I am Tom the Lazy Man. I'm Michelle Pink Chicken. Hello. Thank you for joining us. So we decided to break in to our normally scheduled programming to bring you this horrifying shit show that is Monster Wings in Mushroom Gravy. If you've been listening to us to this point with season 5 of the Pink Chicken and the Man podcast. You know, we've been reviewing Jack's series, Julia in June, as he takes down and takes the recipes of Julia Child into the back alley and beats them up behind the Arby's dumpster. Takes them down to the ground, makes them bleed from their nose. Exactly. Okay, so when we're recording this episode, it is Wednesday, January 18th, only by a little bit. It's 11 o'clock at night. We're both wearing our nightgowns and housecoats. Yes. Babushka's attached. So this episode released yesterday. As you know, Jack releases Cooking with Jack videos on Tuesdays and Fridays. So this was released Tuesday. And already there's 10,000 views. Yep. So you know it's a club banger, as the kids say. It's really, really bad. And it's made it to our cringe once again. I know I've mentioned that in the past with the Julia Child roast chicken. There's a couple others that made the rounds there, mostly poultry related. I suppose if there's a good takeaway of this, this hasn't hit the cringe subreddit for the typical Jack poultry related videos. The meat is probably overdone to a leathery, jerky-like consistency. Yes, the aforementioned mushroom gravy actually looks more like some type of regurgitated material oh, yeah. that a mother bird would feed its babes yes. in the nest. But this video is probably gone hypernova into cringe territory because of Jack's attitude and his opening rant. So we get at least two minutes of Jack's jailhouse lawyering, as I like to call it, of copyright law. All these subjects are man-toddler Jack, who, remember, has only only a high school education. He completed some community college. He was on his way for an associate's degree in something. Not clear if that ever happened or if he lied about it. Didn't 
didn't get the full picture there. Feels like he tried a semester and he was one of those guys that college just wasn't for him. He was waiting for a management position. After a full career of doing nothing but chewing and eating and cooking poor food in his kitchens, not professionally, just a home cook, Jack decides to take everybody aside, sit us down as audience members and co-content creators, and Jack's gonna have a little talk with us. A little heart to heart. Buddy, I know sometimes you get these feelings about recipes and copyrights, and I know your body's changing. You have these weird feelings. Urges. Right. Yeah. These urges to, to copyright and call people on their copyrights. One might say, strike out at other copyright Stroke holders. out, even. Indeed. <laughs> But buddy, I'm here to tell you, no matter how much you want to do it, under the eyes of God and man, recipes are not copyrighted. So Jack believes, with his zero law school experience, what he he mentioned something, he babbles on. We we recorded it. It's it's like watching the Miss South Carolina rant, uh, which we've made fun of him for in the past. Right. Jack goes into word salad. The only the only type of salad that Jack seems to actually enjoy. His, his word salad. So he goes on for like his two, three minute rant about intellectual property and copyright, which if you understand anything about how Jack actually feels about copyright, which we as the recipients of 14, Many. 14 copyright strikes under the DMCA, and we have successfully refuted how many times? At least 14. All of them. Our legal acumen, because we have actual friends who are actual attorneys, both practicing and retired in many jurisdictions, both at the state and federal level. Uh, Lazy Man himself may or may not uh, have access to bodies of law. We have successfully defended ourselves in the eyes of YouTube, so we find it especially ironic <laughs> and humorously so that Jack decides to sit us all down and have a nice IP law talk. I'm smiling across the table at Jack and waving, Hi, buddy! Hi, buddy! How are you, buddy? I thought we were living rent-free in his head. We're actually open up condos. We're gonna start the video, ladies and gentlemen. We ask you as always to, uh, we ask you not only to synchronize your YouTubulators with us, but use the appropriate safety equipment. Get out your high school lab goggles, get the Mel Gibson payback mouth guard. Don't in forget there. the steam gloves. Fasten your five point safety harness, affix your steam gloves, and make sure whatever you do, if you have a shirt that has your own picture on the front of it with your mouth affixed in a, an appetizing o-ring shape please put on your <laughs> special gentleman shirts put on your goggles put, put in your mouth guards. special gentlemen's oh my god synchronize you're, your youtube you're killing me okay we are hitting play in five five four, four three, three two, two. Okay, we're ducking and dodging in the Scalfani right. kitchen, but it's this time it's the wah 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 wah. Yeah, his weird wah, 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 in the wah, hall wah, of the wah, Mountain wah. King music. We smash cut from the weirdest of his new intros right into his kitchen. Lazy man, the reason for that is because we're bringing it to the current day. The previous episodes we've been reviewing have been in July. When he initially released that new intro, he had the little five-second blank stare into the camera and the head tilt at the the end and it made us all laugh so hard he has glommed on to that it brings us joy and we laugh at him so he cut that out uh, obviously it brings us joy. Ob obviously. obviously well 
Last episode, we talked about Jack getting copyright struck. Jack was issued a formal complaint about his violation of intellectual property law by the Bitmoji Corporation. Because last year, Jack was all giddy like a schoolgirl talking about how this is a new era for the new merch. with Jack. New, new, new slides, new hats, new, new fucking hats. Packs. Yeah. Yes, everything. Everything. Which was all, of course, replete with pilfered artwork from the Bitmoji Corporation. And Bitmoji is also in- integrated with Snapchat or yes. Snap Inc. All the Bitmojis you see on Snapchat are Bitmoji, in right. fact, images. We are entering a very nuanced area of law, intellectual property, copy, Copyright, patent, trademark law. This is a very specialized piece of American jurisprudence. And Jack, although he proffers to uphold and find to sanctify that right, we know as little as last year that Jack had no problems violating every piece of it. He violated copyright law. He violated trademark law. And coming into this episode... We pause the video two seconds in. It's interesting because he's wearing the Go True shirt, which I think is one of his church's shirts. Jack and Tammy have sunk into this new age, fundamentalist, evangelist, Christian modality from the church they attend. Jack has moved to Tennessee and got religion, quote unquote, but he's gotten this very modern strip mall American version of Christianity. His pastor has a jail history. The church has a drug addict. Yeah. They have a, a land use plan. They're probably, they probably have a real estate investment trust going on. This is a very modern, one would say almost secularist form of Christianity. This need for merchandise. This modernist American Christian movement is replete with the branding, typically associated with corporate America. This is corporate Christianity. Not only do you have to internalize our belief structure, but we need to see you wear it. Do you have your official cross pendant? Do you have your Christian humor shirt? Do you have your Christian humor hat? Do you have your buffer sticker? Do you have the vinyl wrap for your car? Are all your children dressed in Christian regalia? So the T in the Go True shirt is a cross. From a graphic design standpoint, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's a T with an oversized descender proffering to be part of both the word got and the word truth on the shirt, but it's a different color which means it's actually a different object from a from a visual design right, standpoint. Right. Therefore, it doesn't read as part of the other... It doesn't read as part of the word forms. It reads as a separate thing. Right. So what it looks like his shirt says is, Go, Go True. true. So, so I, we're, we're, on, we're on shirt watch now because every episode after the Bitmoji copyright strike somehow right. happened in has the summer. Called, Jack has called our attention to intellectual property violations. And we're paying attention. We're going to keep an eyeball on the shirts because they seem to be none of his merch. The other thing to point out here in the first two seconds of the video is Jack allegedly has a hashtag sponsor that's providing microphone, earphones, and anything that has to do with like podcasting, basically, that you would need. Oh, that's Shotgun mics, mixing equipment. Jack has been provided an entire like thousand dollar suite of equipment from this company called Turnstile Audio. A division of Adorama Camera. They're trying to be like... Rode. Rode. Audio um, Technica. 
Audio Technica, Sennheiser, Sennheiser, all of those brands. Trying to offer a reasonably priced line of professional, of semi-professional, or what we call prosumer audio recording equipment. But, but they gave this to Jack. It's, it's a very new brand. Adorama is a camera-based e-commerce site, much like a B&H or a CardinalCamera.com, where they sell all types of professional audio, lighting, video recording equipment. Adorama, to get in on that sweet, sweet prosumer audio content creator market, has come up with Turnstile Audio, the brand. To introduce their brand to the American market, they have decided to partner and sponsor, quote-unquote, very, what I would say to be very unique choices of social media Outliers. Outliers, I would say. Primarily, and because there's so few of it, primarily their chosen representative to the social media field at large is one Jack Scalfani, who partnered with them to introduce his new brand of video podcast, not a thing, that Jack calls, <laughs> he's doing a long form interview segment style podcast called F is in Frank. It's not, by the way, it's not a new podcast. He's been doing this podcast with Charles for many years. And now as we've been watching this develop for the last couple months, he's been wiping old episodes off the map. When Pink Chicken and I first came up with the idea of doing a podcast called Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man that you're listening to now, she said, well, what are we, you know, how do we do this? How do, how do we start a podcast? And I said, it doesn't really matter what you do. The most important convention is consistency. Because we have all this wonderful creative digital technology, you can basically be your own magazine, radio station, television station, movie studio, all of it. But you have to allow your audience to get to know you at a reliable time. Hence, every Saturday at 2 p.m. we present The, the Boys, Boys Club. Club. Woo! Our YouTube live stream. Our podcast schedule is a little bit uh, more eccentric these days. We used to release, what, every like, two weeks? Yeah, we're, we're kind of busy all the time now. It's, but we it's, at least give you one reliably it released is what it product. Is. Right. Yeah. Saturday at 2 p.m., you expect new content from us every week. That's our promise. Jack doesn't seem to have learned that lesson, which considering he's a social media influencer with half a million subscribers on YouTube, that seems curious. The 500,000 subscribers are on the Cooking with Jack channel. They're not a, on as the F is in Frank podcast channel. There's maybe 12 to 1300 and the view count is a couple hundreds per episode. And the last episode that we got was Jack and his brother talking about their weird ASMR fetish. I know with Pink Chicken, could you give us a little demonstration of Jack, what ASMR is? ASMR. ASMR sounds just like this. Hey Charles, are you turned on? Basically that. It's a quasi-sexual fetish involving auditory receptors. We have paused two minutes, two seconds into this video. <laughs> we, we have so much stuff to cover. Right. This video in itself is a longer video for Jack. It's about 12 minutes. It's about 12 minutes in length. It's so always, we do he get... On, he tacks on his 30 seconds at the end of it of his title card. And the new title card is the podcast. Here we get enough to get a mid-roll ad, so, but let's get into it. And we brought up the story about Jack's audio partnership only to set up the punchline of there's a big <laughs> black band at the bottom of the Scalfani kitchen set that says, sorry about the bad audio. I fixed the problem during video. Which, which means... Which also is blocking out everything he's trying to show us here in the Y shot. He's giving a glowing Mr. Tech Time review. Adorama and... Uh, turnstile audio. And turnstile audio. So what Jack is not doing here, which he should be doing, is offering some type of apologia to turnstile audio saying, Hey guys, sorry about the audio. I'm a goofball and I forgot to plug my new external microphone in. Teehee. 
Nope, he's just like, yep, sorry about the bad audio. I fixed the problem during video. Yeah, that could mean any any number of things. What does that mean? It's vague. It's poor. We're suffering now through this two and a half, three minute rambling rant session about intellectual property discussion and how you can't copyright a recipe. Uh, fun fact, you actually say. Depends upon how you define a recipe. In its purest naked form, you cannot copyright a simple list of ingredients and the instructions on how to compile those ingredients. But that doesn't really exist anywhere except your grandmother's cabinet. Every place you think of when you hear the word recipe, i.e. professionally published cookbooks, oh, those are copyrighted as hell. Even your friend's blog, where she talks about her childhood obsession with brownies in Midtown Manhattan, that's definitely copyrightable. Jack doesn't understand. I'm going to go down the list of ingredients here. He's got family-sized cans of Campbell's soup. I thought he had two cream of mushrooms. He has a cream of mushroom and a cream of chicken. Container of chicken broth. He's got a package of Lipton soup mix. Two things of wings. He has celery, mushrooms. You know, big chicken, if those cans got any bigger, they could work at Hooters. Boo. I want to talk about the recipe itself because I did look where he stole it from. Stole as in you stole their copyright, Jack. You stole it. Yes, that's what you did. This is a recipe coming from Big oven.com is the first google search that i came up with and it's called baked turkey wings with mushroom gravy all the ingredients that i mentioned earlier minus the bell pepper which he does mention later are included here like he's followed this pretty much step for step except for the fact that he's doubled the recipe in certain areas and not in others the big difference here is the family sized containers the cream of chicken soup and the mushroom soup that's not listed here. It's listed as one can of cream of mushroom soup and a half can of chicken soup. And there's a big difference in size between these two. The, the family size is basically double of a regular size plus a little bit of these Campbell's soup. So a regular size can of Campbell's soup is 10.5 ounces. A family size container is 22.6 ounces. We like some Hooter size. It's a little bit more than double. The soap Sodium content is out the ass. Also to note, the rest, the original recipe that he stole from this website, BigOven.com, called for six chicken wings. Jack has eight. So he's basically doubling the recipe for two extra wings. To me, if you were going to double the recipe, you would double six wings. So you'd have 12 wings. Well, don't forget, he's more than doubling the recipe because Jack is taking on here what he's mentioned in previous homemade wing recipes, where Jack is helping you good people at home figure out, guys, when you buy wings in a restaurant like a buffalo wild wings or a, an anchor bar in buffalo new york they're scamming you because they're telling you they're giving you 12 wings they're actually giving you 12 wing portions those flats and those drums all come from a bigger wing and sometimes there's a third section to the wing that you never get the delicious cartilage filled chewy tip which when you go up to the monster wing the turkey wing size Oh, ho, ho, ho. that wingtip is just so much extra chewy goodness. Without further ado, we're going to get back into it. The sodium content in this Christmas, Christmas soup, soup, which he used a whole pound block of Velveeta cheese, that which is past disgusting. Christmas 2021? No, it was 2020, I think. It was the, the Christmas of COVID. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, his Christmas soup recipe, we calculated because he used two, two, two pound family sized blocks of Velveeta. Yes. Cheese in it. He turned, it was, he called it a Christmas soup, but really it was a nacho cheese dip with pasta in it. 
We calculated that to be over 9,000 milligrams of sodium. Bring your US recommended daily allowance by the food pyramid people tell you that you should have no more than 2,300 milligrams of sodium, which comes out to be about a teaspoon of table salt. Wait till I get to my estimate. Big Chicken was a little distracted here. I mean, when you see cans that size on the screen, you get a little distracted. We know how it is. When you see two Hooter-sized cans of anything on a screen like that, you get a little, get a little I'm telling you. So he's we gonna, pause he's the video. He's gonna get slapped. We pause the video two minutes and 40 seconds. Now we're going back into it. Jack is still ranting on about his little intellectual property theft tirade. So now he's poking and prodding turkey wings. He's given the typical Jack meat slap. We've got two packs of turkey wings here. Each pack of turkey wings in front of you at time index. Three minutes and 18 seconds. Each one of these packs has four giant turkey wings in it. So you're talking two wings per bird. 24. Uh, it's 20 it's 24 cuts that he has to make right. but the four turkeys lost their wings for this video rest in peace turkey there should be 24 pieces of turkey but we're not using the tip well he's probably gonna cook them and nibble them i don't understand the appeal of this because when he finally gets to the point where he cuts these up if you look at the drumettes or what would be a drumette on a chicken wing it's the size of a normal chicken drumstick it's the size of the that the drum of the turkey is as large as the leg drumstick of, of a, a chicken. chicken. That's why he calls this the monster wing recipe. Because in Jack's mind, more meat equal more good. So Jack <laughs> has devised this idea that if a chicken wing is good, a turkey wing should be awesome. Imagine if he could get his hands on an ostrich wing or an emu wing. <laughs> emu wing. That would be a colossal monster wing. We pause the video here at 3 minutes and 56 seconds. Again, this is a 12 minute video. Most of it's boring, but we're going excruciating detail here. Jack is going to tell you how to cut the wings up, but we don't see him we do don't, it. He doesn't show that part of it. Now, we've watched Jack's videos enough to know when mommy wife Tim is helping him produce from behind the camera or mandate Robert is in the kitchen with him. We don't see that I don't, here. Jack I don't appears think... to be alone, so it's kind of curious. Yeah, I don't think either of those people are with him, so he's done this off camera and and right. he's not shown that so part. So there's a period of time here, which he also does a very good job of hiding the clock on his oven. Yeah, we can't tell what time he's doing this in the day because later in the video, he says, this is dinner. This could easily be like nine o'clock in the morning, 10 right. o'clock in the morning. We don't know. We've seen it done before. So time elapses and we get a slow smash dissolve to a giant silver bowl. It's a Jamarel Stewart sized bowl. You're gonna go slop the pigs with this. Well, guess what? Jack's slopping us with it. Jack is proudly holding aloft his giant monster wings here. And now Jack pops the lid off his container and the first thing we and get the is And the seasoning a, begins. Indeed, the over-seasoning. The over-seasoning. First thing we get is a generous dump of black pepper powder. Now he goes for the salt. Now the salt, he's not dumping in. He's using little pinches. Little pinches. We got three pinches. I'm estimating these three pinches to be three teaspoons of salt. Which, Lazy Man, you said, based on your calculations, is 6,900... <laughs> that's what she said. Milligrams. In addition to the... Two family size containers oh, we're not done yet. of Campbell's soup. Keep that in the back of your head. Keep your sodiumometers running. Keep okay. Your, keep your YouTubulator synchronized. And in this video, we are introducing the sodiumometer. Momometer? Sodiumometer. Momometer. Okay. Sodiumometer. I just want to get my mouth around that. My mouth odor. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so now he just dumped in a fuck ton of onion powder. And he's not done yet. He's he not done. Open, no. He opens up curiously a, a giant Rubbermaid container of basil. Yeah, ba I don't. Right. Basil doesn't kind of go not, with, no. with any of this. Would you say, okay, well, if he's not going to use poultry seasoning, it's good that he's using something. 
And then he cracks open a, a fresh bottle of McCormick's poultry season. And uses like half of it. Oh, yeah. Of a normal size container. So much so that we went scrambling to the nutrition facts guidelines to see how much sodium is in the seasonings. It was quite troubling to imagine that had he used garlic salt or onion salt in this, how much salt would have been added with those. But he dumps a fuck ton of seasoning. Again, Jack doesn't believe in seasoning anything. Jack believes in over-seasoning everything. So here he is, dumpy dumping, uh, onto the wings. My God, whatever did these poor little turkey wings ever do to you? Now we're at the part where he puts on... Pausing at 5 minutes and 21 seconds. Poultry seasoning. A teaspoon. And I went and pulled out... I pulled out our poultry seasoning in the cabinet, which I only use like literally when it's Thanksgiving time. There is 110 milligrams of sodium in poultry seasoning for a teaspoon, which Just is the serving how size. She is about this sodium count, folks. She's actually doing this on an abacus. <laughs> So, so add in 110 milligrams of poultry seasoning because he went a little light on it. So that's factored into the grand scheme here. Add that to your sodium mammometer. Well, at this point, he's closing up his seasoning. Now he's talking about the aromatics he's going to use. So what he's going to do is he's going to take his hand shove it in the bowl, molest the turkey, and rub the seasoning all over it. He is spraying the bottom of his, it looks like a cake pan. After he sprays it, he puts in chopped celery, which was chopped off camera and wasn't shown in the initial ingredients. And then he's cracking open a package of pre-sliced mushrooms. Yes. I think baby bellas maybe. And he's putting those on top of the celery. Yeah, those are Again, the those are definitely baby bellas. Again, he did not show these in the initial ingredient list at the beginning or like when he's like, come on and close so let me show you all this stuff yeah our first time through i was like uh pink chicken that's mushroom gravy where the hell are the mushrooms i the, he, he doesn't add them till later on top of the celery mushroom mixture which are not seasoned by the way he just literally took celery threw it in the bottom of the baking took the mushrooms right, right out on of the top. package yep. threw them in that no didn't oil nothing no, nope. nope then he somehow thinks this is they're gonna act as an aromatic to i guess flavor like there's the no onions there's no like carrots or any of that stuff and like bell pepper which keeps telling us he missed yeah the bell pepper actually was in the big oven recipe which i still he's saying i don't understand the bell pepper i don't either maybe it's like you said the aromatics maybe you need that but i would think you would need onion more than you would need bell pepper now here comes the most troubling aspect of this the time these wings go in for because unlike other jack recipes and he might be overcompensating because he may or may not have heard some satirical commentary on how he undercooks turkey and poultry, how he undercooks poultry. Jack is doing these wings initially for an hour at 400 degrees. 400 degrees is pretty hot for chicken, right. for, for it to roast. I mean, turkey's a little bit larger, but it's still I mean, a poultry. This is bone in, yeah, this is bone-in poultry, and these are quite big bones because it's turkey, so... Maybe that's warranted. The 400 degrees seems a little high. He takes it out of his oven. He lifts the tinfoil up, telling you he's burning himself several times as he does it. Takes off steam glove and he dumps in a, a chicken broth. He leaves the oven door open as he's fucking with the turkey. The other thing to note is there's a mysterious pan on the second shelf of the oven. He puts the turkey wings on the top shelf of the oven. There's a mysterious, almost like pipe. Yeah, it looks like an old metal pie plate on the bottom rack of his oven, which I suggest could be to catch drippings. But it looks like there's something in it. Right. Like, I don't know what's in it. I, I, it's I very strange. I the video and I got up right next to our 50-inch television his, to look at it. it. I think it's just 
I think it's just accumulated drippings. Video work in this episode is terrible. You can't tell the time. You can't tell what's in the oven. It's very blurry. Here's what you can tell. Going to timestamp 857, after he takes all of the wings out of the pie plate and puts them and reserves them in a bowl, there is a sludge cake pan of septic fluid that he's going to use to reduce down to the i guess the the, the, gravy. Well, the this, braising this is, sauce this is how he decides he's going to make his mushroom gravy typically what you would do is you would saute your vegetables your aromatics to the side right you would get your pan drippings that maybe you put a couple of large pieces of aromatics in with the poultry so you would collect your pan drippings in a sauce you would add your sauteed celery and onions and carrots into that and start building your gravy gravy out of that. You would add flour to your jus, pan drippings, and you would build your gravy out of those sautéed aromatics and the pan dripping. I don't know if this is in just in Jack's head, or this is like him being the lazy man. So basically, he decides to combine both of these. He takes his mushrooms, his celery from the, that have had the turkey wings cooking over top of them and just dumps that whole slurry. It's disgusting. He, and, doesn't, and he doesn't drop it into a food processor or a Vitamix to chop it down to make it smooth, what, to make it liquid. What makes mushrooms kind of like like umami and tasty and, and like nice and roasty is like... You take them from umami to... to Ooh, mommy. You know, frying them in a pan, like roasting them. He let them kind of sit in their own juice. And now it's like all dirty mushroom water. It's kind of icky. And he's like, yep, that's good. Let's just dump it in the pan. That's going to be part of the gravy now. Like, ew, no, gross. This is the least sophisticated gravy manufacturing you've ever seen in a recipe. And not only that, he's not building a roux. It's not like he's mixing the vegetables and then putting flour or cornstarch or any of that thickening agent over the top of it and then putting it in and then putting the like no he's not doing any of that he's just dumping it all into one pan and hoping the hell it works out which you'll see here in right. just there's, a couple seconds blobs of rendered turkey fat there's little hangers on of the skin yeah all the nasty stuff that you probably wouldn't want you'd maybe strain out in a sieve right possibly because I... all you really want is just that flavorful juice from the turkey you want right. the pan dripping right you don't want all the gunk right jack nope jack makes his gravy gunk and all gunk and all he loads all of the turkey wings back into the pan, puts them back in the oven uncovered. Now we're coming down to the gravy part of the situation. But as you mentioned earlier, his idea by putting the turkey wings back in the baking pan uncovered and shoved back in the oven, he claims to crisp the skin. No. The reason that you know that he's stolen this recipe, even though he claims it's not copyright material, blah, 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 recipe's blah. recipe's uncopyrightable. You can't yeah. steal this. I can't steal from you. You can't can we all just get along? Here's how we know you stole the recipe. The ingredient list that you copied word for word has the first ingredient, six large turkey wings, in parentheses, tips separated, and separated, the word separated, is spelled wrong. And he copied the incorrectly spelled word separated into the recipe underneath this video. This originating recipe at BigOven.com, or if this is the replicated one, and it includes this misspelling of tips separated. And didn't check anything. Spelling and grammar errors copy lifted from BigOven.com. BigOven.com is a website and mobile app property of Isle Ahead Incorporated, which is an e-commerce company that specializes in food-based products. And at the bottom of the BigOven.com page, 
there is your typical website footer, which says in bold print, Isle Ahead Incorporated, verbal pipe element, copyright 2022. I hope, gee, I hope no one reports him. We'll see how Jack's, there is no such thing as copywriting a recipe. We'll see how well that holds up in court, especially when you included the goddamn spelling error that's on the page. How much more of a transparent transgression can you get? This gravy is... Back to the fuck pile of gravy. The gravy is especially the worst part because of the sodium content. At 9 minutes and 16 seconds, we have cut to a close-up of those pan the dripping... Ro- the, the rock pan. Right. He's, he's got a, a medium-sized rock, rock suspen. This is where those 10,000 views come from. <laughs> because people yep. want to watch a man who is on his third, if not fourth, ischematic episode. A man who just in the past 90 days has had to be admitted to his local emergency department of his local hospital for what he thought was angina or cardiac issues. This man, like definitely duck in the devil's costume is about to open up a briefcase full of sodium incendiary devices. He's dumping this in. He's going to use a little well, uranium he, Q38. He's going to use a little gunpowder. He warned you it's going to blow up here. Just so you're aware, folks. It's This recipe is going to blow up. It's going to blow up something. It's going to blow up his heart. Bye-bye, cardiac artery. Any little fleshy pipe that Jack still has left intact is going to start bursting at the seams, literally. We've watched Jack intently for many years here now. It was a scant 12 to 14 months ago when Jack was promising guys I'm gonna lose a hundred pounds on profile by Sanford. I'm gonna be healthy and get in shape. And then, eh. Fuck it. Here comes the Hooter can of soup. Two Hooter cans. So to his like. pan dripping gunk. So the first one is the mushroom because that beige-ish one, that's is that cream of chicken. That's cream of chicken. It is clear that he does not empty the contents fully of those cans. Well, wait a minute, because here's where here's where I want to talk to you about what this recipe actually says. Add one can of cream of mushroom soup, one whole can, and one half can of cream of chicken soup. Add spices to taste. Between the can sizes that he has and regular can sizes, is it's like a little bit more than half. So to add one can of cream of mushroom soup would have been 10.5 ounces. He added almost the whole can of the cream of chicken soup. The sodium content in the cream of chicken is slightly higher. It's actually 870 milligrams of sodium. The cream of mushroom is 860 grams. So if you factor in all of this sodium, we have say 4,300 milligrams of sodium for the soups alone. He's about to dump in a bag of Lipton soup, which is pure sodium. It is 4,880 grams of sodium. Between the two, we're talking 9,000 milligrams of sodium, plus what we had earlier in the, the poultry seasoning and the salted we also have broth that's been going in here along the way to steam stuff. He had a four cup box of broth and I checked online and that's roughly about 3000 grams of sodium. So I did a rough estimate here, all told, all in 12,620 milligrams of sodium. I forgot to factor in the salt. So add in 6,900 milligrams of salt. So 18, 1900 grams of salt in this one dish it's it's like a week's worth 
of sodium intake. It's more than any human being should safely consume because remember, Jack's not gonna make this and give this out to the hobos on the street like he once claimed. This is gonna stay in Jack's refrigerator and Jack is going to eat it because mommy wife Tim barely touches the food he makes anymore. I don't think she touches any. At the end of the video, he will claim that, oh, this is our oh, this dinner, is this our is dinner. what we're eating. Can you imagine any self-respecting person? Sometimes I like salty food, but salty meat, one or two bites, if, if, even if beef jerky is too salty, I don't like, because your body is telling you, hey, idiot, you shouldn't be eating this. You're gonna pickle yourself. You. Yeah. Right, it's gonna hurt us. Right. Get it out of your mouth. What Jack thinks is meat, 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 more meat. So we paused the video for that long period of time. We're now back at 10 minutes in. Don't have too much more of this to go. And he is churning this like a cauldron. Shakespearean cauldron. You can see that those pan drippings and those two gobs of salt soup that he put in here. Cream of salt. Cream of salt and cream of sodium. Let's just call them that. He is trying to incorporate that dry Lipton soup, onion soup packet into this. And it's not combining very well. It looks like wallpaper paste. Yeah, it's thick. He didn't add any flour or cornstarch to this. So what's making it thick is that soup powder. Well, right. The cream of soups are concentrated. And it even says, like, when you check the labels. Add water. Add water or add, if you want it creamier, add For fuck's milk. sake, add water. But it's concentrated when it right. comes out. Concentrated yes. with the power of sodium. 10 minutes, 29 seconds. He's cut back to the wide shot. We see the baking pan of turkey wings. Oh, those poor turkey wings. Got his saucepan full of mushroom gunk. And now he will spend the next minute and a half slowly ladling the gunk over oh, those poor wingtips. When he put them back in the oven the last time, he should have broiled them if you really wanted them crisp. This recipe doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So typically when you do like naked wings, you hit them with a bunch of salt, you throw them into the broiler or you bake them because you want to crisp that skin. You want to use the, the crispiness of the skin to replace the breading. That's not what he's doing here. But he's also not roasting a turkey and pouring gravy over the top of it. It's a very odd dish. We watched a couple of other videos because I'm like, who does this? Monster wings and mushroom gravy. The nearest we come up with is this is a southern dish. People seem to like smothered turkey wings down here. They're not going to do this hyper sodium gravy that he does. They're going to use a lot more flavor in it. He keeps mentioning here how he didn't have the bell pepper. Why didn't I add the bell pepper? I should have added the bell pepper. To me, it's, like, it's not going to give you that burst of flavor that you're looking for to cut through the sodium. I've made this recipe with pork chops. Smothered pork chops are a thing and Some like mushrooms go well with it. The gravy goes well with it. Sometimes the cream of soups go well with it. Maybe mixed with Dijon. Right. But like you're you're searing them, you're getting the crisp on them, and then you're kind of braising them in the liquid and become tender and they're great. This is not that. This is like cleaned out a deep fryer and this is like the slime that's left behind it. It's so gross. The only thing that makes this make sense is Jack's Wendigo-like appetite. This bottomless hunger for meat. Maybe I want to have wings. I should have wings. I should have chicken wings. I should get big chicken wings. I should get the biggest chicken wings you could possibly In get, mommy. World. I should get monster wings. I should get the biggest. I should turkey wings. I should. I should get. I should get ostrich wings. I, I should get emu wings. And mommy wife is like, how about turkey wings? Let's let's compromise. Everything in this video is basically Jack's id 
released onto itself. Pan full of meat and a pot full of slop. Just make it gooey and brown and blobbish. It's, it's and weird. And full of fucking salt because Jack can't taste anymore because of his previous ischematic episodes brought on almost indefatigably by poor diet. His nerve endings have been severed, including, but not limited to, his taste buds. It's interesting that he decided to go with turkey wings, knowing the turkey neck lore where his mom... And the hobo commode. And the hobo commode. Like, she only cooked him the turkey necks. Like, he never got any of other parts of the turkey. When people eat turkey, it's usually like the, you think about like the legs because they're so popular or like the breast. Well, because turkey is just such a, because turkey is such a large bird, because it produces such a voluminous quantity of meat. When you think about making turkey, when you say, I'm going to watch a, a YouTube cooking show and I'm going to get a good turkey recipe, you're thinking socially. You're thinking, yes, I would love to make a lot of my family and friends a delicious turkey breast, a full roasted turkey bird, a pan full of turkey legs. We could pretend we're in medieval times or at a Ren fair. Turkey is a social food. Chicken is a meal for lonely hobos. But even the smallest piece of a turkey is meant to be shared by a bunch of people, not by one deluded fool in his kitchen, eating as many of the giant turkey parts as he possibly can and slurping down this bulbous brown gravy. What should be a celebration? Jack turns into a salt-filled dirge. I would not make this. I probably wouldn't eat it. Turkey wings aren't my thing. I'm not a really big fan of dark turkey meat. I'm not really a big fan of turkey meat. By sheer aesthetics here, and by aesthetics, I literally mean piles of meat covered in brown goo in a pan. This recipe to me is akin to a smothered pork chop recipe. It's easy to do this wrong. It's hard to get it to that perfect consistency where the gravy's not too thin, but it's not too thick, where the pork chops are braised, but they also retain a little bit of sear. This is a seemingly simple dish, very hard to execute well. Now you add in bone-in poultry and this unrelenting assault haha, of sodium, you get the horror show that's garnering Jack the infamous views on his YouTube channel that he secretly craves. We got another couple of seconds here. You know Jack has realized he oversalted the damn thing? You can tell by the small bite Jack takes of these turkey wings, these monster wings. He realizes he has fucked this up royal. Because normally Jack, when presented with a giant turkey wing that's the size of a chicken leg, he's not picking up a drumstick and biting into it. Something has gone awry. The weird thing is he, he takes a little lick of the turkey wing before he puts it in his mouth as if to sample. He must have done a little pre-taste because there's at time index 11 minutes and 34 seconds. He has this little fork full of meat, which is curious because he obviously meant to eat these things by hand because he called them monster wings. Even on the little plate that he has next to his baking dish, he doesn't have a full wing. So I don't know if this is just mommy wife Tim telling him that he's got to, he, he better have something made for dinner for them to eat tonight. He takes a curiously small bite and I'm suspecting that because he does this little tongue flick at the meat drop on his fork, he knows he cannot eat a bunch of this. He realizes he fucked up, it's too salty, and even he knows
somewhere in the back of his meat-hungry brain goes, No, Jackie, too much salt, bad. We lose other arm. No, Jackie. Small bite, Jackie. Small. He should be ripping into this like a goddamn pie-eating contest. So I think we're doing Just like... dipping his head in the trough. Like, you know how there's like the angel and the devil that sit on your, on your shoulders? Yes. You're playing the angel. I'm playing the devil because I'm telling you when that camera goes off, he's devouring that entire fucking cake pan's worth of turkey wings. It's 10 o'clock in the morning and this is a snack and Tammy's never going to know that there was even turkey wings to begin with. You're claiming this is secret eating? Secret eating. Even if Tammy did know but, but, about these but wings. Watch, but watch his reaction. But even if Tammy did know about these wings, like looking at how unappetizing the pan looks, I don't think she'd be into this. Watch his reaction because this is one of the most complex tastings we've gotten out of Jack in several videos. We get the fork full of meat, tongue, 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 pops in his mouth, looks straight down the barrel of the camera, then up. But then his up. Eyeballs rolled back into his skull. Yeah. <laughs> that is the autonomic nervous system overriding his muscular control going, no, Jackie, no, <laughs> too much salt, Jackie. Head will explode, Jackie. That is Jack's amygdala trying to overrule his trauma-ridden cerebellum. The two parts of Jack's brain struggling. And then the gun went off. I, I can only say we're, we're now at 11 minutes and 51 seconds of this horror show. That pan seems untouched. And you know with Jack, if well, Jack has a pan full of meat. He's waiting until the camera goes off. He's trying to he be polite. When he's trying to be he polite. Ever? He's literally pickling himself from the inside out. It's no wonder why he's as bloated as he is all the time. Oh my God. If this is any indication, if 1800 grams of sodium in one dish is any indication of his regular diet that we don't see on camera, we're only seeing two days a week. But just so people at home get the idea, it's not not 1800 milligrams of sodium in this dish. It's 18,000. And remember in comparison to the Christmas soup, that got barely into five digits of sodium with two one pound blocks of Velveeta. This is essentially doubling that recipe. So imagine for your dinner, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, you sit down at your table and your significant other takes the lid off the silver platter and says, Tonight's meal is as follows. This giant gelatinous cube of pre-processed American cheese food product. Am I expected to eat the whole? Yes. You can't your leave your table until you do. For your second course, we have this giant yellow gelatinous blob of American processed food. Oh God, I don't think I can feel my... For the third course, <laughs> we expect you to eat this giant yellow gelatinous blob. Oh my God, I'm going to be sick. I can't feel anything below my way. For the fourth and final course, we expect you to eat this giant yellow gelatinous blob of American cheese food product. Why don't they that, Why don't they have Velveeta eating contests at 4th of July? Why does it have to be hot dog? Well, I think, going, <laughs> now going back to our Hooters can analogy... <laughs> I think we could combine several of America's favorite pastimes, including hot processed American cheese food, liquid food product, and Hooters. Maybe the next time we're at our local Hooters, maybe we could suggest a hot nacho cheese shirt contest. I hate you so much. I know. <laughs>
Fairly sad myself. We got 10 more seconds of this video. Jack's gonna babble on here. We don't know where this ends. Probably ends up in an emergency room. We're gonna be watching Jack's social media channels to find out if he has to go to the hospital for another stress incident. <laughs> but the last five seconds of the video are his... It's funny, he's advertising the F is in Frank video podcast, but he's been off his podcasting schedule for two weeks. And as any podcaster will tell you, that ain't good. Including your favorite podcasters. Pete Chicken and the Lazy Man. Watch your sodium intake. Yes, definitely. Drink lots of water.